Hey guys, welcome back to Three Terrible Gamers. This is episode 46. I'm here with Colin after we took last week off. Yeah, we did. Not my choice, it was Ashton's choice. <laughs> I was on vacation. We deserved a good vacation. Fourth off. Yeah. Yeah. So, you guys are alright. Hopefully everyone had a good one. What is it? I said hopefully everyone had a good one that's listening. Well, hopefully. But we have some fresh topics for you guys this week, and some of them might be some long ones, so we can just go ahead and jump into it. The Last of Us Part 3 has leaked online. Yeah, it's no shocker that the leaks have already came out because this game's been pretty much been being talked about since the HBO series got released with covering pretty much the first game. Uh, but it came from Daniel RPK. I don't know what the RPK necessarily stands for. Uh, but when this, he went into some detail about these supposed new characters in a game. So uh, from what it sounds like is you're, it's going to be a completely different group of people. Yeah. For the most part. Like Ellie's still going to pop up and everything else, but it seems like it's going to be focused the first sections of the game are going to be with the new characters. First new character is Lucas, a friendly kind manner survivor that will apparently end up turning a little darker throughout the game after he develops a relationship with another young scavenger in the group. Val will apparently be the leader of the house though Ezra seeks to take control for himself. Mason is a former soldier though that leak doesn't specifically mention military fraction he belonged to, such as Fedra or Wolf. Mason is torn between his loyalty to Ezra, which... <clears throat> Wait, hold on. It's hard, it's hard to read quote. My eyes go a little screwy on this one. Loyalty with Ezra and what he believes to be best for the house as a whole. The final character mentioned is in the leak is Gracie with only her age of 18 to 25 being noted in the whole entire thing. So, I mean, it seems like that, you know, obviously they're running out of ideas with just Ellie alone yeah, and her whole, her whole entire story trope. So obviously getting new characters in there is never a bad thing. Right. That's true. So yeah, it says at least five new. There could be more, and this is just what the leak said. But uh, it says these are a group of scavengers, and so that's all it really had to say. Um, I'll be it. I'll be curious to see how well this game does. I'm sure it'll do fairly well because of the HBO series you mentioned. But I wonder if it'll do better as the, I mean, do as good as the first two since they're kind of mixing it up some. And going away from what made it famous, which was Joel and Ellie, which obviously, spoilers, Joel dies in the second game, if you didn't know. But obviously, he's not going to be in this game, but Ellie is, like you said, but it won't take like a, a star role, so to say. So I'd be curious to see how it works out for him and if it'll sell as well or be received as well. Yeah, and what kind of different effect did they are to bring into this game? Because I believe in the second one, they only brought like one different one into the thing. Other than that, they kept the same formula with the normal clickers and a couple other boss 
infected. So, like I said, I think the second one had a thing called a Rat King. I think so, yeah. That was I got introduced, and then so I'm sure they'll bring one or two different infected in. So the cordyceps will change over to another species of zombie at that point. Right. Yeah, so while we're on this topic, um, so like I said, Joel dies in the second game. So do you think the TV series will make him die in the second season? Or will they change it up uh, since it's so popular? They stuck pretty close to the first game story-wise on the show. Yeah. But I've seen rumors I mean, that they they yeah. may change it up because a lot of people think, you know, if Joel dies, a lot of people quit watching it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a risk that you take with it, but at that point, do you take a risk of doing something completely different from what the game is, or do you do what fans like? Because you think regardless, they kind of done a good strategy with the whole entire thing because basically 10 years ago is when the first Last of Us came out, so that... Yeah. In theory, they waited nine years to even make a show on it. And, well, two games and, like I said, nine years later, they made a show based on the first one. And then, like I said, they pretty much down to a T copied the whole entire thing. Yeah. And it played out exactly how the game plays out for the most part, which in itself being a TV show, more people are going to be interested in it. Now, how many people are going to that watch TV show, but aren't gamers are going to go pick up last of us part three. Yeah. Cause there was a crap ton of people went out there and bought the remaster just because they watched the show. Sales was up 125% after that show released. Mm -hmm. So yeah, again, I, see them sticking to their guns, especially since Night Dogs has their hands in the development of the show from HBO. So HBO can't really stray too far from the being path that Naughty Dog tells them not to do something. Right. It's up so to Naughty Dog. At the end. End. Yeah. yeah. So Naughty Dog, it's kind of like Nintendo in that way, I'm going to say. And I said it'll be stick close to the books where you're not going to have it to happen. Now, granted, if they do a thing and they do a, not necessarily do what they done with the first season and cover the whole entire game in nine episodes, but to make the second game like two or three seasons. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that the first game well, would be more than one season and definitely be more than nine episodes. I kind of thought they ended it kind of soon. I mean, yeah, the whole game was pretty much panned out, but they could have stretched it out some. If I'm not mistaken, since you already said Joel dies in the second one, which is pretty much every gamer knows this to a certain extent now, it's at the beginning of the game that mm -hmm. he does. Fuck it. Right, so it could be the first episode. I mean, you don't know, but... Like I said, there's not really much wiggle room for that because it happens relatively quick in that storyline. Yeah. So unless they just drag it out and then he eventually dies, like maybe middle of the season or something, it happened pretty early. Yeah. And make up stuff that 
quote unquote happened in between because I mean they can do filler episodes type of situations like that, but I still don't see Naughty Dog allowing that to a certain extent. Like I said, I, maybe one or two episodes tops, and then it would have to happen. So Unless, like I said, Naughty Dogs is like we'll go completely something different, and then that may de- dive into if they want to do a like one point five game eventually. Okay. So you say there's no chance of them just skipping the death or changing the story? I don't see it happening. Okay. I just want to know your opinion on it. Very opinionated on that. Mm-hmm. I'd love to... I, I, I've never played The Last of Us Part 1. and um, They make a PC port. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, everybody knows about the game, even if you haven't played it. It just everybody knows the story behind it. So, I, I mean, I want to get it. You know, they have a PC port I can play since I don't have a PlayStation, but just getting it is the thing. Yep. All right, moving on. The team behind the RPCS3, which is a PS3 emulator, are working on a PS4 emulator now. Yeah, uh, as reported by Read Only Memo, Read Only Memo. I don't know which one that tense is for. They were Read or Read. I don't really say much on pronunciation wise, but however you pronounce that company's name, is the team behind RPCS3. There's too many uh, letters and numbers <laughs> combination for my dyslexia coming to play here, but. Like Ashton said, as a PS3 emulator, started working on a PS4 emulator called RPCSX. The project appears to still be in early stages of development and isn't the first of its kind, with plenty of other developers also trying to create their own PS4 emulators of varying quality. So the fact that this got brought up and Ashton's a huge emulator person and who knows how many of you listeners are, it seems like RPCS3 are pretty much top-notch when it comes down to their emulators. Yeah. So the fact, and then the fact that the article that I was reading on for it saying that the other PS4 emulators are varying quality, so it makes it seem like they're going to come in here and fix what the other people are doing and then make it pretty much top tier to almost playing it natively. Right. Yeah, so that's kind of the reason behind me selecting this topic is emulation is getting bigger and bigger each, it seems like every day, you know, more and more people are leaning towards it just because the three major companies kind of lack on preserving the classics, so to say. So people, if they're not going to remake a game and make it readily available to not, because retro gaming is getting expensive. Some GameCube games are, you know, over a hundred dollars now and other systems as well. So, I mean, that's secondhand. So you don't even know what the quality of the disc is you're going to get, if it's even playable, you know? So people are turning to emulation to play these games. And I, I mean, I don't blame them. I emulate, I emulate games I own, but you know, most people don't but anyway this the ps3 emulator rpc s3 i have it on my handheld pc and, and it, it's it's really good and i mean an emulator that can run god of war 3 
I mean, you played the first two. I don't know if you played three, but I know you played the first two. And they're very action-packed games and definitely hard for an emulator to run. And especially with a graphics-intense system like the PS3, and it's not like a retro system like an NES, you know. So it's got decent graphics for a system the PS3 does. And being able to emulate that on hardware that's not the PS3 is pretty good. And it comes down to the emulator, how good it is, and how optimized it is. So this team working on a PS4 emulator, I think they'll do a whole lot better than the ones that are already out there. And you'll be able to play some... I mean, not every PS4 game is going to be, you know, 100%. But at least some of them will be playable. And uh, it's pretty exciting for people that love emulation like me. What's, I mean, still, what's the science behind the emulation? Like, how I understand they're like basically porting it with like against their, against like obviously Sony's will on it. So, I mean, that's the whole entire controversy with emulation games, which we've already discussed like way back when, when the podcast was still in its infancy stages. Yeah. But it's still one of those things to where, if companies can port the game over with no issues, I'm just trying to see the, especially the, I'm basically going to call them hackers on this. Basically. How can they not necessarily port it over basically how it is on the thing with their quality being so way off? So how it works is they don't put the games in it. They just make the emulator. So they emulate the PS4 system. So that's why it's not illegal to have emulators. But what is illegal is playing games in the emulator that you don't own. So the company that makes the emulator doesn't provide you the games. You have to get those yourself. So that's where it comes to people saying all emulation is bad or emulation is not bad. It is bad if you play games or download games from the internet that you don't own. But if you own them and you play them in that emulator, that's 100% legal. There's nothing wrong with that. Emulators are not illegal. Just the games that you don't own, downloading them online is illegal. So, Which is still basically the reason why people get emulators. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the, the big reason I mean, is... Yeah, the big reason is people don't want to buy the game, so they get the emulator. But, uh, I mean, not I won't say a majority, but a lot of them is truly, they just can't afford to get the game secondhand, so they have to turn to emulation. But the majority I'm not, is, I'm not downing people. yeah, the majority is, you know, doing it illegally. That's where people get upset, but there are some truthful people out there that just can't afford the game, so they have to do it. And they just do it with, you know, games that they have owned in the past. And I, I mean, that's kind of a gray area there. If you have owned the game or you still have the game and it doesn't work, to me, you still own that game. It's not your fault that it doesn't work. So you can download the game, whatever. But, you know, that's still a gray area for people. Yeah. I know so people that have the gray area are the same people that use Napsters back in the day yeah yeah so i mean so it's not like yeah so the emulator it's the people behind the emulator they don't port the games over they just make the emulator which emulates the system itself not the games so 
Gotcha. That makes more sense now because I'm just like, why in the world could were they not be able to just pull the game? But I didn't realize that they'd done the whole entire system opposed to just one focus. One game, yeah. So it's just the whole system, and that's why it's kind of hard to get it right. And no emulator is ever going to play it like the native hardware did. There's just there's no way because the native hardware, obviously, they were it. I mean, it was made for that system. So and the people behind the emulators aren't the devs, so they didn't make the system, so they don't know exactly how it was made to make this work with that certain game or different games or whatever, so they can just get it as close as they can, and that's why some people have better luck than others. There's tons of emulators for every single system out there, and there's one of the best for every system. So We are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, blitz, and arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible where you go head-to-head -head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their six-year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. Oh. But that was a big one. Yeah, it was a big one. That's not even the big one, though. Nah. All right, here we go. We've kept you guys up to date so far with this the past year that we've done the podcast. So here we go again. And maybe, maybe almost over. Microsoft wins the lawsuit to acquire Activision, but the FTC appeals. That's not shocking at all. I knew that was going to happen as soon as the decision decision was made. Whether in whichever direction it went in, if FTC would have been ruled in favor of by the judge, Microsoft would have appealed. Yep. So the appeal process was going to happen regardless. It was just which side done it. Yeah. Luckily for us, it was uh, Microsoft coming out on top, opposed to that, but. Shortly after a judge denied a Federal Trade Commission's injunction to block Microsoft's Activision acquisition of Activision Blizzard on Tuesday, the FTC has now turned to an appeal court to stop the $69 billion deal once again. The district court's ruling makes crystal clear that this acquisition is good for both competition and consumers. Consumers, not consumers. Uh... We're disappointed that the FTC is continuing to pursue what has become detrimentally weak case 
and we will oppose further efforts to delay the ability to move forward, is a quote said from Microsoft's Vice Chair and President Brad Smith in a statement emailed to Gizmodo, which is where I got this section of the thing from. So, yet again, the judge ruled that FTC, well, that the deal was best for everybody and not just Microsoft itself, opposed to what Sony is paying the FTC to pretty much fight on their side. I was going to get to that, but just go ahead and say it. Yeah, uh, so said so Microsoft's won a, won a major victory over the FTC on Tuesday when a federal judge denied on an injunction request from the FTC to temporarily block the tech giant from acquiring Activision Blizzard, but the FTC filed an appeal to their loss Wednesday evening ahead of the deadline of the deal, which is today. So, with the 14th time recording, if you're listening to this later. But anyway, um, and the judge, it, they, I mean, she just de- denied the appeal, which was kind of obvious if she just said no of course she's going to deny because it goes back to the same court to the same judge so unless they had more evidence then she's not going to change her mind but anyway yeah that's what it'll boil down to is if they can quote-unquote manage to get some more which they've pretty much already thrown everything at them even their supposed to be redacted statements that got thrown out there as well that we talked about a couple weeks ago so yeah at the end of the day it was pretty much sony's screw up with everything else anyways so the ftc is pretty much like i said just there to be like oh yeah no this isn't fair which obviously they're getting paid off by sony right because ftc girl and the judge said it during her initial ruling is we wouldn't even be having this conversation if it was the other way around. Microsoft would just mind their own business yep. and not say anything if Sony was to do the same exact thing. That's, They'd be like, okay, that's very cool. True. It's just, we'll that's how Sony is. Yeah. And Sony, this deal would go through. The FTC wouldn't have an issue with it. Sony would not offer 10-year deals to anybody and the FTC wouldn't say anything. They would just let this deal go through if it was the other way around. Yep, and that's what the judge basically says in, in one of her decision lectures is exactly that. She's just like, we're literally, because obviously the main thing about it, yeah, it's Activision, Blizzard is total. So, I mean, obviously it comes with World of Warcraft, you know, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, and all those other type of games. But the main focus is Call of Duty. Right. That's what the that's main the, focus of it is. That's, that's what, the big name that's, that's the brought up so many times. Yeah. And the judge is literally just like, we're literally doing this over a shooter game. How childish does this sound? Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, but like I said, they did appeal. They The judge denied their appeal. So they did do one thing. They, they uh, filed a thing for the Ninth District Court today, and that was supposed to get a decision sometime today because if they don't deny or you know block the deal from going on it expires at midnight tonight and the deal will go through monday morning and they'll sign paperwork and we could see call of duty on game pass as early as next week 
if you know and i'd say most likely the ninth ninth district court will deny the ftc's last attempt hail mary to get this thing blocked and um i haven't heard anything as of yet but you know they have till midnight to make a decision if not then the deal's done yep which means it will come to i mean the whole world will be able to have it that privilege as well it just won't be the united states it'll be the uk as well yep which is a topic we have as well here but uh which is still weird that happened in san francisco because the fact that it was mainly the uk that was involved in it they still had the court hearing in san francisco well the ftc was for the united states the cma was the one that appealed it in uh okay uk backwards yeah i got them backwards in well you see the ftc selected the judge and selected the place of the hearing and they still lost the case because microsoft wanted a different judge and a different place but they still end up winning the lawsuit. So basically what it is, Sony has to be paying the FTC because the FTC cannot care that much about this deal. And if people, you know, fans yeah. kind of, it was kind of funny. Like if you look up, well, they already took it down, but like sometime yesterday or, yeah, I think it was yesterday. If you looked up the FTC on like Wikipedia, because anybody can edit Wikipedia, it's the FTC flag was a PlayStation logo. <laughs> some fans on that I thought that was pretty funny because yeah basically that's who they're riding right now Sony for some reason I don't know but uh, yeah, yeah so I'm really excited I really hope this goes through almost there I mean I think everyone does Sony yeah Sony and Sony's fans I mean I don't know I mean it it they're getting the deal anyway. Well, I've seen some people online are against it because, oh, it's going to hurt the PlayStation brand. No, it isn't. They're getting a 10-year deal too. The judge, it's in the court papers. If this deal goes through, they still get that deal. Microsoft still said they will have the papers on them. It's whenever Sony calls, they'll sign it. You'll still be paying the same price for it every single year. It won't change. Right. But one thing is Activision, I've seen this going online. People are blowing up over it because it's really cool. Activision has already upped the servers on any Call of Duties that they have took the servers down on. They've took, brought them back online so you can go back and play. They're getting them ready to put on Game Pass already. All the old Call of Duties with <laughs> multiplayer. They've already up, put the servers back up. So like nice. Modern Warfare all the way through, you know, like Black Ops 2, Ghosts, you know, it's going to be awesome. The original Warfare. Yep. Yeah, the original Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2, all of them. World at War. It's going to be awesome. They're already getting ready to put them on Game Pass. They're already putting the servers back up. Get Spec Ops ready to go, baby. Yep. At the Resistance, fighting some juggernaut, Juggernauts on, what, Wave 10? I think it was. And then 15, and then, yeah. you know, everyone. So after. 
Oh, they were terrible games. We never really got past that point. The highest I got was like 30. I think the highest I got with you when it was like 20-something. I got 30 with Cole one time. No lives. Uh, no, it's going to be awesome. I really hope this goes through, and it's looking like it is. Um, while we're at it, we can just go ahead and go through the last one real quick. So, like we mentioned, the CMA was against uh, closing the deal in the UK. So now they're kind of renegotiating. Yeah, so uh, Microsoft Activision uh, way sale of some UK cloud gamings and rights Microsoft Corp, which is just how it got sent over in Activision Blizzard Inc. Uh, that's just a weird, rare company. Uh, trying to think here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my words just ran together right there, but that's just how the topic thing got sent over to me and how I just typed it all in there. No. But Activision Blizzard Incorporated are considering giving up some control of their cloud gaming business in the UK as a way to appease the regulators so they can be they can compete for their $69 billion merger on the July 18th deadline. According to people familiar with the matter yet again, them showing everyone that it is what they are willing to do for the deal. So unlike Sony, Microsoft is actually trying to be successful with this instead of just being butts about it. Yep. So yet again, at the end of the day, everyone else is in care for it to go through. But so they're even dropping their business model for right now to try to get this deal to go through, which speaks leaps and bounds for what's actually going on in the situation. Right. And just when it comes down to it, it just shows how good of a company Microsoft actually is, like how much they care about the players. They're not just caring about themselves. Like they just say, ah, forget the UK, you know, whatever. We'll just have it in the US and, you know, other countries. You know, like I said. Yeah, like you said. But they're willing to drop some of their cl cloud gaming rights just to get it in the UK to the UK players. And that says a lot for a company. Sony would never. Nintendo would. So that just shows how good of the companies are, Nintendo and Microsoft. They're willing to do whatever it takes to make their fans happy and get games to their fans. You know, Sony's just... They've always been like that. They they think about themselves, and that's it. If you don't play on a PlayStation console, they think you're stupid. Yep, which is why they have so many issues with Nintendo when it was the PS1 era and everything else, because initially they were supposed to collab with Nintendo for consoles. Yeah, and then they're like, hey, we're not doing that anymore. We're making our own console with the same name. Yep. Because it was going to be the Nintendo PlayStation add-on for the, I mean, the SNES, and then there's like, oh no, we're making our own console called the PlayStation. The only difference is there was a hyphen between Play and Station for the Nintendo PlayStation, and now with Sony, yep. it's one word. Yeah, that's just how Sony's always been. But like I said, hope this deal goes through. But that is all the time we have.
and we appreciate you guys for listening. Like always, you can listen to us live on YouTube and Twitch. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Redbubble, where our merch is, our Facebook, TikTok, all that other junk. Join us on Discord. Um, you got anything? I think you hit it all. All right. It's good to be back, guys, and we appreciate you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. All right. Later, guys.